You spend the whole episode just going, oh, whoa, they're in this? Oh my god, they're in this? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Watched It, the show about shows. I'm your host, Caitlin Berger. I'm a professional flutist who would usually rather be watching TV. On today's mini-sode, producer Jackie and I will be counting down our five favorite episodes of the year. So we'll be pulling from shows that had new seasons or entirely new shows air in 2023. And we'll try not to spoil too much, but we can't promise anything. I also want to offer a trigger and content warning for discussions of domestic violence. And just a little heads up, this is our last episode of the year. Jackie and I will be taking a break during the holiday season, but we'll be back in January with more mini-sodes and full-length episodes for you to enjoy. We are so thankful for all the love we've received since we started the podcast in July. It really means a lot to us. So thank you so much for listening, for subscribing, for following us on socials, for sharing the pod with your friends and family. This really does help us grow, and we love interacting with y'all in any way that we can. So thank you again. Thank you times a million. And let's get on with the show. Hi, Jackie. Hello. How is this holiday season treating you? It's really good. This morning I woke up and I was like, I'm going to make cookies and Ooh. then I couldn't find the ingredients to make basic cookies in my house. <laughs> I told like five family members I was going to make cookies and now I feel bad. <laughs> I, I mean, you still have time. We're recording this in the game December. So, you know, full, you have the full season ahead. That's true. Jackie, what are your TV time stats looking like today? All right. I'm at 15 months and 24 days and nine hours. Wow. So this equals 16,341 episodes. Now, to get this inside of your head, if someone took approximately 16,000 steps, that would equal 7.52 miles. So there you go. <laughs> That's how many episodes, if each episode was a step. <laughs> <laughs> that is very cool. That is an amazing amount of TV. It'd be interesting to see like where you started out the year, like what the statistic was at the beginning of the year until the end. There might be, actually, I think TV time does a wrapped. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think they do do a wrapped. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see that. We'll have to share ours on the oh, that's gonna be fun. Instagram or something. Yes, absolutely. So my statistic is sitting at seven months, 22 days, and 21 hours. I mean, I have been watching a lot of TV lately. I'm currently watching Better Call Saul, thanks to you and Sarah's recommendation. So I'm binging that quite quickly. <laughs> so my hours and, and days have gone up. I've been at seven months, obviously, for a while. But hopefully in 2024, at some point, I'll <laughs> transition to eight months. But we'll see. Currently, if we go with my 22 days part of the statistic, at this age, 22 days, babies, newborns, are likely to feed every two to three hours. And honestly, so am I. <laughs> like, let's be real. I also eat every two to three hours. At the end of the day, we're just babies. Truly. I mean, like, actually, though, right? Like, a lot of these uh, stats that we've shared in recent episodes, I'm like, wow, that's actually me at 28, 29. Like, <laughs> that is me, too. So there you have it. 
So Jackie, today we're talking about our favorite episodes. Doesn't necessarily mean we even think they're the best, though I think we will say that they are the best episodes of 2023, but certainly they're the ones that stand out for us. And and we decided to do five because our traditional three countdown for minisodes was just obviously not going to be enough. I think we're both going to have a ton of honorable mentions as well. So I hope the listeners enjoy the ride because I know we will. So I'm extremely curious, Jackie, what's your number five episode? Number five episode is Jury Duty, season one, episode eight. I had to mention the show in this list. And honestly, it was hard for me to pick an episode because I think the first watch, because I, if listeners don't know, I watched the show in a one evening. The next day I watched it again. And the next day I watched it again. <laughs> Which is rare for me. I just enjoyed it that much. And so on my first watch, I think I enjoyed episode eight the most because this is like the finale. It's called The Verdict and our special guest of the show, the non-actor of the show, Ronald Gladden, the only person who's not acting in it, the person who got fooled by everybody, delivers the verdict. And then after that, they reveal to him that he was actually part of this experiment and they were all acting and this was all fake. And then they give us a little bit of the behind the scenes. And it is really fun to see some of these ways that things went down because this could have gone terribly wrong. It really could have. And it ended up working out okay. And a lot of funny, pleasant moments happened. So I feel like as a viewer, starting at the beginning, it like really, really pays off, especially if that's like your sense of humor or if you felt like there were feel good moments in the show. It's pretty remarkable to see like the little efforts that the cast and crew would do behind the scenes. Just thinking like, oh wow, so <laughs> they were all like rehearsing this when he was like maybe sleeping or whatever. And uh, they were in the other room doing this while this went on. And even like the acting, like the bailiff accidentally called someone by their real name instead of their character's name. And Ronald was like, we don't have a Cassandra. <laughs> and then she like, We need to get someone named Cassandra. And anyway, so it's just so fun. I also <laughs> love little moments like how I think originally they were going to include like the family guy part. <laughs> And then the guy actually brings it up himself of how to get out of jury duty. And then because of that, (laughs) the actor is able to use that. And then the guy feels so awkward about it. Like he actually did it. Uh, You have to watch it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you'll you'll just have to watch it. I also really enjoyed like every single episode of the show. So I feel like if I didn't pick this one, I would have picked like the Margaritaville one because I just like love that scene and scenario rewatching especially but yeah I just had to mention this show because it was definitely something that I enjoyed the most this year and I feel like there was tons of laughter had by me I loved showing people the show and talking about it and yeah it was really memorable for me I love that you brought this show up because you convinced me to watch it it was definitely on my to watch and I'd heard so much about it for like a few months after it came out and then yeah I think probably during a podcast recording at some point, you were like, you need to watch this. So I did. And oh my God, it's so funny. I mean, people have talked a little bit about the the ethics behind this, which I do think are dodgy. $100,000 can fix a lot. Not <laughs> Yeah, definitely can send you to the therapy that he might need. Um, but oh my God, yeah, the finale was wild to see like what went 
on to create this scenario. I don't know who came up with this. I mean, wow. And I also adore the fact that James Marsden is nominated for an Emmy for playing himself Mm -hmm. in this. Like, how can you get more (laughs) iconic than that? Are you kidding? Like, even if he doesn't win, like, to be able to say that you got nominated in, in essentially what's, I guess, a scripted show, but like, I'm astounded. He was so funny in it. I, I think uh, Ronald was really endearing, but it, it was just crazy because he, he, you know, he started suspecting things later on in, in the season, but, you know, it really took to that finale. And oh, gosh, mm-hmm. it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So my number five episode is um, quite different, but I'll talk about it all the same. So it's the show Made in Heaven, and it's season two, episode two, entitled Beauty and the Beast. So this is an Indian show that centers around two best friends who own a wedding planning business. And they have their own arcs, and there's main characters in the show, but every episode features a different wedding and a different couple. Uh, So it's a bit serial in that respect. And so this past season was amazing. I think it premiered in 2019 and I watched the first season maybe last year. Friend of the Pod Sire recommended it, but it took a few years for season two to come out. So in this episode, uh, you get a couple named Anik and Adira and essentially there's domestic abuse going on. So Anik is the groom essentially and Adira the bride. They do ultimately get married, which is interesting, but I think it was a really realistic portrayal of domestic violence. Like at first, when you realize things are really escalating with the guy, like Adira decides to cancel the wedding and doesn't want to keep being with him. But, you know, he he then has this whole speech about being sick and loving her too much and all the sort of like classic things that men, typically men say in these situations, but it's not cliche at all. It was just really well done you have this really sad situation of like, you know, you're not going to really see these characters ever again in the show because of that serial aspect. And, you know, if they were a real couple, like we don't know what's going to happen to her. Is he going to kill her one day? Is he going to just keep doing this? Is she going to leave? Is she going to, we don't know. And I don't know. It just was so, it was hard to watch obviously, but it was extremely touching. There's a sort of parallel storyline that goes on that also involves domestic violence. And it's just the way that they're interwoven is it was really deft. So yeah, a bit of a downer here, but um, it's a beautiful show. I mean, the the production value is insane. It's gorgeous. The storylines are beautiful. But yeah, I encourage everyone to watch this show. Just be aware that it's it does have really serious and sometimes triggering themes. So, Jackie, what is your number four episode? Once again, very different from the previous, I chose Vanderpump Rules, season 10, episode 15, hashtag Scandaval is the title. Now, I'm sure everybody's already heard so much about Scandaval. (laughs) I had to put this because it really, really was a huge part of pop culture this year, and Genuinely, just one of the most entertaining episodes of TV ever, I think. It almost feels unethical being able to look into two people's lives during this moment and like seeing the raw wreckage, but 
it is entertaining. And that betrayal of the best friend and him, and then seeing everybody in the group be affected by it because they're like a pretty tight knit group. And then also seeing it kind of like unravel in real time because the show season 10 was already underway at the time. So knowing that this is going to happen and they like brought the cameras right out, the reunion was only like a week or two after this all went down. So the emotions were so fresh so it was just like shocking to see like you could not look away like it was just wow it consumed me so much to the point where in early may i like got a a scope and i woke up from the anesthesia and i was like not fully awake yet but i was like and i woke up and opened my eyes and i was like whoa what was i just talking about and my sister's like you were like literally talking about vanderpump rules to the nurse and I was like, whoa. Iconic. <laughs> so, but yeah, this show, I can't believe the show is a show. I just can't believe it. And this episode is just like maybe the most emotional and chaotic episode of reality TV ever. It's just a lot to take in and it's just so much. So I had to put it on the list. I just had to. Oh, no, I'm glad you did. I have not watched the show at all, but I heard almost everything about that episode and about the scandal and like i basically just watched a ton yeah. of tiktoks about it and like yeah. it's yeah it's first of all definitely wild the reunion clips that i saw were like so intense so dramatic but yeah. like people who do that so like a, you know your best friend having a relationship with your fiance or boyfriend or whatever those people are such scum in my opinion like especially like adults fully grown adults like how immature do you have to be anyways yeah that was while i should definitely watch at least the episode (laughs) you could even just watch that season because one of the things that the show does really well is they edit the flashbacks to make context make sense really Mm. well so you honestly do not need to watch as much it makes it a lot more meaningful to watch a little bit more to understand all the relationships but it's a lot. If you're into reality TV and you haven't seen it, like, run. <laughs> <laughs> so my number four episode is from Ted Lasso. It's season three, episode six, entitled Sunflowers. So this is when the team spends a night out in Amsterdam. And I remember watching. I feel like this is one of those moments I won't ever forget, at least for a long time. I think I just come off from watching Succession, maybe. I I could be wrong about the timeline, but there was so much good TV around when Ted Lasso was airing. And I just remember very early on in the episode thinking to myself, oh my God, this is going to be like one of those special, iconic episodes. Like I felt something viscerally as I watched, which I don't normally do. So it just really grabbed me. So you get all sorts of storylines going on. You have Roy and Jamie basically running around the city. Roy learns how to bike. I can't remember. Anyways, they're biking, they're training. Uh, Leslie and Will go to a jazz club and Leslie plays the double bass. Like what? Colin goes to a gay bar and then he has a heart to heart with Trent, which was really beautiful. Rebecca, iconically, I know I've said that word so much already today, but (laughs) Rebecca spends an evening with the guy on the boat uh, it was so beautiful. I loved that. Oh, my God. Right? Ted goes to this, like, American-themed restaurant and comes up with a really good, like, soccer play or I don't know what the term is. But he does something interesting for the team that's really helpful later on. 
Danny wants to see the tulips. The team is trying to figure out, you know, what to do with their one night. I don't even remember what they end up doing. But so I just thought, you know, for a mid final season episode, I thought this was perfect. I would have loved to see Keely. I thought that was annoying that she wasn't in the episode or Nathan as well, actually. I just thought it was so, I just keep saying beautiful. It was just really beautiful. It was really touching. That was definitely like the standout of the last season of Ted Lasso. Like, yes. Ted Lasso started out like so like going into it not knowing what it's about uh, it's just like magical almost it's like wow a little bit of humanity has been restored through this TV show <laughs> especially because it came out during like I want to say it was kind of early COVID-ish maybe mid-COVID-ish and anyway that like really was a healing show to watch and I feel like this last season was maybe a little bit disappointing in ter- if you're comparing it to those but then this episode I thought like really had that magic in it and I love 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 Rebecca's relationship with the man on the boat I could watch like a whole show about that oh my god I was gonna say give us a Rebecca spinoff you cowards like we need that yesterday yeah <laughs> so Jackie, we're on to your number three episode. Let me know what it is. So this one is a recent addition because a few days ago I watched it. And I was like, this definitely has to be in my top three because it was just so satisfying. This is Billions Season 7, Episode 12. This is the series finale. And this show has been on for a while. I've been watching it for years. And I have to say, this is one of the most satisfying payoffs of a television show for me ever. This show is good because there's like a lot of like rivalries kind of and like enemies. And it's kind of just like getting back at them, doing these stupid rich people shenanigans to try to like screw people over, to be honest. That's what the show is about. But This one, this whole season kind of like turns the tables. And at the end of every season, I feel like it's always an epic finale episode. It's always like, wow, this whole season has been building up for this and they are totally tricking us. And it actually is this way. And this did it times a hundred. And it was so satisfying to see these episodes like lead up to this and your brain thinking, okay, this is going to happen. It's going to be epic. And then you realize, no, like I was so off. It actually is something completely different and even better than I could even think of. So it was just so satisfying. I don't want to spoil it. That's why I'm like talking very vaguely because it is like a spoily episode. I feel like before Succession, this like really filled that void for me, love that kind of a show. Like it really felt like that. And then Succession, I do think is a better show, but they're different, right? But I do think it's worth watching, especially like I said before, every season has a really good ending, I would say. Very cool. (laughs) So my number three episode is from The Last of Us. It's season one, episode three, entitled Long, Long Time. I mean, I think The Last of Us came out maybe in January, but I only watched it in July or August, I'd like to say. And I already feel like this episode and, and the whole season is pretty historic. I think it's going to be remembered for a really long time. LOL, long, long time. (laughs) I think this episode is one of the most moving of all time. I think it's one of the most moving shows that I've ever watched. This one in particular centers around Bill and Frank who are building a life together in essentially the, the apocalypse, right? 
I watched it with Sarah, friend of the pod, Sarah. She held my hand through the first few episodes and then I died throughout the rest of the season. But I was basically sobbing, obviously, throughout the episode and then for a good 30 to 45 minutes after, like actively crying, trying to talk through my tears for a really long time after the episode. And for me, what really got me was apart from the dystopian aspects, which of course are not ideal, I really feel like this is what life should be. They had enough food. They were growing their own food. They had, you know, safe housing again within the (laughs) the realm of a a dystopian uh, situation, but still their own house. They did what they love, right? They did art or music or just spent time together. And then they died with dignity and they died together. And it hit me so much that it's like, this is what capitalism robs us of. This exact thing. Again, putting aside the whole zombie thing. Okay. That, that is like sous-entendu in French, which is like understood. Okay. <laughs> but if their life it was transplanted to a normal world without and also without capitalism, it was so ideal in a sense. It was so pure. It was so exactly what our lives should be in. I, of course, it was bittersweet. <laughs> I didn't want to watch them pass away, but they were able to maintain some level of dignity and, and choice in a sense. And they led full lives from my viewing of it is what I would conclude. And it did something to me, did a number on me for sure. Yeah, that was such a good episode. I'm not like a zombie girl <laughs> at all. Same. <laughs> You're not a zombie girly? <laughs> no. I've tried, but I'm not. Yeah, so like same, the first same. two episodes of the show were like a little bit rough for me getting in, but I was like, I, I would still watch it because I honestly, you guys, I will, I'll watch anything. Okay. Like it's <laughs> not beyond me to watch something I don't like, but this episode was like so beautiful and moving. And I feel like it was also just interesting to watch the way that they lived their lives during this period, like it, it it just felt so immersive. Like it felt like you were right there. And like you were saying, Caitlin, I don't think I, I can't really think at least off the top of my head of a portrayal where there is life in that way being lived, like without the capitalistic like restraints that we live in our society that are like so embedded that we don't even really realize it most of the time, I feel like. But it is a really beautiful portrayal. And yeah, the acting was just, wow, beautiful. And that was like the standout episode of that show for me, for sure. There were a few others too, but that was like chef's kiss. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember like hearing about it when it premiered, even though I wasn't watching the show at the time, I uh, sort of quasi knew a bit what might have gone on in the episode. And everyone that mentioned it on social media was so affected by it. Obviously, we love to see queer rep as well. I think this is a pretty cool uh, representation of a queer couple because it's so different than (laughs) what we normally get in many ways. And it doesn't center their queerness or whatever, which is obviously not a bad thing. But, you know, nowadays it's nice if we can get shows and episodes where it is just gay people living their lives or whatever. So, yeah, it just was really partially very depressing, not because they die in the end, but because we don't have this world yet. Again, I know I'm repeating myself without the zombie shit. (laughs) But what I mean is like, we don't have a world in which we can literally basically 
do exactly what we want with our time and with our days and with our hours and minutes. Like, yeah, it's very upsetting yeah. <laughs> to to know that that's not where we are right now. So, yeah, I thought it was absolutely expertly crafted. Okay, I don't want to cry, Jackie. What's your number two episode? <laughs> <laughs> I selected The Bear Season 3, Episode 6, Fishes. (laughs) This was the standout episode for me for The Bear, but genuinely every single episode is good. (laughs) Really good, even. If you want to hear a lot about this episode, check out our episode on The Bear. We discussed this at length, or at least for 5 to 10 minutes, which is more than we'll give it here. But it is an episode that goes back to a Christmas dinner with Carmi's family, and he has a very dysfunctional family, and especially his mother. So his mother, Donna, slash Jamie Lee Curtis, (laughs) is spectacular in this. It feels very real. I didn't even notice, to be honest. Like, I know what Jamie Lee Curtis looks like. I was obsessed with Freaky Friday. (laughs) It took me a while to be like, wait, that is for sure Jamie Lee Curtis, because it was just like so different than other things I've seen her in. And it was just like shocking. Her performance is just like jaw dropping and wow. Potentially Emmy nominated, but like 99% sure in next year, it's, I I cannot imagine that she won't be nominated for this. Yeah. If not winning, honestly, because it was just that good. And I think everybody in that episode really did a great job. It kind of shows these unique family dynamics. If you go listen to our episode, we'll, we talk more about this, but it really captures the history of a family without saying too much. So you can really actually feel what their relationship dynamics are like and maybe why, why some of them do the things they do or act the way they do towards each other. And it also gives you a lot of perspective into Carmi's mindset and how he maybe views himself and his family in the present as well. So I feel like it's a very enlightening episode. It was like quite the treat to be able to see this it's not like TV shows do flashbacks somewhat often, but I i don't know that I've ever seen one that's like this emotional to the point where it like gives you so much context and makes you feel so much at the same time. So it was definitely very special. And I also want to say, Caitlin, if you rewatch it recently or if you rewatch it soon, I wonder if you'll feel differently about like Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that. Well, I have rewatched. So I did rewatch this uh, while well, the whole The Bear Show shortly after our episode came out. And I, God, it's one of the best shows I've ever watched. And this episode, of course, is, is super meaningful to me. I, I over talked about it in our <laughs> recording. I, just, I couldn't get enough of talking about this episode. But yeah, I, I remember like thinking while watching, I hadn't seen Bob Odenkirk in anything else, but I was like, this is still like an interesting pick, but I loved him in it. I thought he was so good in it. But now you're right. Like after I'm done, better call Saul, I sort of want to rewatch and just see. Also, I saw the other day, he's in the 2019 Little Women movie. That is, okay, I'm sorry. That is weird to me. <laughs> That's a weird choice. Anyways, it works in the bear. It definitely, yeah, totally works. I think that episode is another historic one, another iconic one. I mean, the amount of guest stars alone is pretty out there. (laughs) You spend the whole episode just going, oh, whoa, they're in this? Oh my God, they're in this? So my number two is a really good addition here because it's the episode directly after that one in The Bear. So it's season two, episode seven, entitled Forks. This episode centers around Richie and he does a stage at this fancy restaurant. I don't even know if they give a name to it. I can't remember, but 
basically he starts out having to come in early and clean and or dry their forks literally and at first obviously after a few days of this he's like why the fuck am i doing this like my talents could be put elsewhere etc but he does end up getting to be a waiter but throughout the whole episode and the process of his stage he really learns to respect every aspect of a fine dining restaurant which is what you know Carmi and Sid are trying to build and why they wanted him to do this stage, essentially. You have a really touching conversation with uh, Dame Olivia Coleman <laughs> at the end. A uh, really beautiful conversation that they have together. You get the classic scene, classic Richie driving in his car to Love Story by Taylor Swift. And uh, we had made like a video for Instagram about that scene. And every time I watched it and every time I watched the scene, in the show, like, I just cry, I get really emotional. I think it's so beautiful. He's smiling, but like also yelling at the other drivers because he's Richie. And the reason I love it is because there's so much attention to detail in the writing. And obviously, this is true of the entire show and the entire season. But I love that that the writers really take time to develop each character fully, like really, really fully characterize these people. You know, that takes a lot of energy, takes a lot of craft, takes a lot of expertise. And I think they're chock full of that. So this episode really um, stood out to me. Yeah, it's so good. This show is great. I'm so grateful it was made. And it's exactly, I think, my favorite kind of show. Mm. Like this, Rami, Hacks, Vibes. Like, I don't know if those like belong together. It's like dramedy, right? But yes. um, that's like my favorite genre, I want to say, because I love when you can make things slightly humorous. Or like feel like not as serious at least. Like not even like make jokes, but make it just feel like we're not like the show is not strictly like us just being serious people. Yeah. Succession reference kind of. <laughs> <laughs> like I ask myself every so often, what show? I'm not an actress. I'm a terrible actress. But if I was an actor, this is the show I think I'd want to be in right now. I think it genuinely would be this show. Absolutely. <laughs> I think Olivia Coleman, I'm if I'm remembering correctly, I think she had seen the show and was like, I would like to be a part of this in some way, please. <laughs> I, I might be, maybe it's Jamie Lee Curtis, but anyways, they've, they've all sung the praises of, of being in the show and the, the show in general. So um, season one is, is what's nominated for Emmys in the upcoming Emmys, but I cannot wait till next year when obviously I'm assuming all the nominations are going to come out for the Bear season two. I think it's going to be so well-deserved. So that's going to be really exciting. And, and obviously we can't wait till season three comes out whenever that is obviously due to strike situations it's it's probably going to come out much later than originally anticipated but whenever it comes out i will be ready i will binge it i will be there yes because this show yeah i think it means a lot to both of us now yeah there will be an episode <laughs> when it comes out that's for sure <laughs> yes <laughs> so before jackie tell us your number one episode of the year we've got to list out some honorable mentions i'm sure there's going to be a ton but I would love to know what's on that list. Okay. Well, because I have to bring it up right after the bear, I have to shout out Top Chef. Mm. And I'll just say it's season 20, but I'll say episode 14, but really the whole season. It was a really special season because it took winners from all over the world, the different Top Chef franchises, and selected a couple of them and had them compete against each other. And I love the winner. I don't think this is a spoil because it came on like a year ago almost. <laughs> Buddha seems like such a nice guy and I just love him. He seems so respectful. His food is so interesting. He won and it made me so happy. 
Anyway, this show, if you haven't watched Top Chef, please do. I, it's like my comfort show. I need someone to talk about it with. My sister watches it, but that's like literally I don't know anybody else who watches it, I think. So please watch it and tell me you watched it and I'll be so happy. <laughs> so I had to shout that out. And then also Beef Season 1, Episode 9 was one of my favorites, The Great Fabricator. That episode is just so chaotic and so much stuff goes down that it's like, what just happened? Like the show isn't necessarily like the slowest show ever by any means, but it makes that episode feel like the fastest thing ever. It's like, well, that was a fast episode because so much happened in one episode. If you haven't watched it, it might be worth watching for you. I'll also shout out the fall of the house of Usher episode eight. The Raven is the episode where it's the reckoning of the show, I would say. And I just love Mike Flanagan. So I had to shout that out. And then uh, my last two, I didn't pick specific episodes. I'll just say that these were two shows that stood out to me more this year. One is Barry. I couldn't like pick a specific episode really, but Barry, I enjoyed that show its whole time. And I felt like the ending, although I still like don't know how I feel about it, it was like unsettling, but kind of satisfying and endlessly entertaining. So shout out Barry. And then the other one is Love and Death. And I shout that out, especially because I don't know that I necessarily want to like bring more attention to like Candy. But I do think Elizabeth Olsen is a stellar actress and Jesse Plemons also did an amazing job. And I thought that the storytelling was really interesting because there's another show out on Hulu, Candy, telling the same story and they're completely different shows and they both are are well done and interesting. So I think it's pretty amazing to be able to take the same story, the same historical event technically, and just create a completely different show. So those are my honorable mentions. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, I want to echo like Barry, Beef as well. Those had insane seasons. I mean, I watched Barry all in one shot because I hadn't watched it before. Uh, Again, Jackie, thank you for the rec. Shout out to Sarah Goldberg. Holy fucking shit. That woman, like, I need to see her in every show and movie possible. (laughs) Yeah, she's so talented. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Okay, we've arrived at your number one episode, Jackie. Uh, Can I take a guess at what it is? Yes. So I think it's an episode from Succession. And I think it's Connor's wedding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have some notes here and I put maybe best episode of TV question mark. <laughs> I think it maybe could be the best episode of television. Definitely the best episode this year. I actually looked on IMDb. I want, I was curious what the top episodes of shows are ever. And this got number eight. Oh, wow. That is high. I mean, it, it is really high, but wow. This episode is just a little plug for us. If you want to hear us talk about this episode more than we probably will right now, check out our first episode ever of the podcast. We literally (laughs) made it the first episode because the show is so good. We had thought of this podcast about a year before we ended up making it. And I remember when we talked about it, maybe I'm putting too much emphasis on the memory, but I I remember that we talked about Succession and how much we loved it and how that was basically the first show I think that came to both of our minds of like, what to talk about in this podcast that we had in mind. So I I really wanted to do it right away, even though maybe it's not going to be like buried and people won't see it as much. But but yeah, if you're listening to this, definitely go and watch. Holy shit, this episode. What, what, what do you love most about this episode, Jackie? Well, I think the thing that stands out number one to me is the performances. This episode, if you don't know what it's about, 
I don't think this is a spoiler. <laughs> is it? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Okay. When you watch the pilot, I, in a way, you're, you know that this will eventually happen, right? That's so true. This is the premise of the whole show. This is literally the succession. So true. So <laughs> not a spoiler. The title is a spoiler, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> but in this one, the kids are at the kids, the adults, but they're basically kids. <laughs> but yeah, the children of Logan Roy. They're not serious people, so they've got to be kids. They're not serious people. Yeah. Uh, they're at Connor's wedding. Connor's kind of like the joke of the sibling. Like, you know, he's kind of like the one who's left out of things and they don't really take him seriously at all. And anyway, so it's his wedding and they're on this like luxury yacht boat yeah I, I think it's a yacht probably because i'm rich but yeah it's a yacht i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i'm also someone who does not know anything about vehicles that go on water yeah i learned the other day jeff bezos's yacht is 50 feet bigger than a football field that's gross <laughs> anyway so but yeah so they're on this luxury yacht and they find out that their father potentially died and he, the father was in an airplane and you get a phone call from Tom who's technically married to one of them <laughs> but that's an interesting relationship we should do a whole episode on the relationship the children get word that their father has died potentially because they don't 100% know but they like 99% know so it's kind of showing their different grief processes and processes and the ways that they grieve differently and their reactions to this. And I think that's where the performances are really, really special because it feels so, so human. It feels like, Oh, this is like how this person does it. I've seen that before this person. That's interesting that they went that way. Like you can almost psychoanalyze why they react the way that they do. And then it's also interesting to see them as a dynamic, like, together the dynamic that they have together in this grieving moment because throughout the show these, these siblings sometimes are at odds with each other there are definitely like moments where I think they don't like each other and maybe maybe they love each other but don't like each other I don't know they have really messed up relationships in many ways it is almost the definition of a dysfunctional family but it's like covered in money so it looks a little different than some dysfunctional families for sure but yeah it's just so well done. And then when you get to the technical aspect, I think the writing of it is like perfection. And I think the filming of it is perfection. It's like really, really, most of it is like one shot. I think that is just almost shocking to see because it feels like you're there and it feels like you're going through this journey with them. And it's like quite chaotic. It literally feels like how it feels in those moments in your life that are like, in the split second life has changed and like someone's died or this big situation's happened and your body is kind of like in shock, but you're also living through it. And it kind of just feels like you're like, like tunnel vision kind of going through a maze of life, but then things are happening, but it's a lot to take in. It, it really feels like it does a good job at that. So yeah, this episode, best episode of the year, in my opinion, and also definitely top three episodes ever. So if you haven't watched succession yet, please do. You have time though, but do it. Do it and then listen to our very first episode of the podcast and then chat with us on socials. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I echo everything you have said. I, I don't want to add too much because I, if I do, I will not be able to stop. But yeah, we, we definitely sung its praises during our recording on this. And the thing that I love the most about it as well is the fact that you as a viewer 
know just as much as the characters. And in a way that's actually rare, especially when it comes to someone dying, right? So having Logan be on the plane and you see him trying to be resuscitated, but uh, we don't know. Tom doesn't really know. There's, there's, they think he's gone, but he, but is he? And then that's thrust upon the kids. And it's, it's, it's a real time reaction. Like you're saying, Jackie, to a traumatic event and a, an event that you know is going to change your life. And as a viewer, that does not come around often, I have to say. Right. So it's really, it was so special. Um, like learning about how it was shot and, Everything was extremely special. And if I'm not mistaken, the entirety of the four seasons, all the whole show is filmed on tape or film. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Anyways, yeah. it's not digital if I'm saying the right things. So I think in that, in the scene where they're on the phone and basically saying their goodbyes to Logan because they don't know if he's dead or not, that whole continuous scene, I think was 27 minutes. And they either had to replace the film at some point and keep going or like they were in danger of that happening or something. So the stakes were really high and wow, what, what a payoff. (laughs) I feel like in this way, like it feels like you're watching something on stage too. Like it has that intimacy in a way. And I think maybe I don't even know how to describe why, like it just gives you that energy that you feel when you're like watching something live on stage I'm glad it happened this year because honestly, when looking back at the shows I've watched this year, I was like, wow, I like did not watch as much as usual in terms of like dramas and things like that. I watched a lot of reality TV. I watched a lot of films, but this was such a standout to me that it like, it was just like TV highlight of my year. I feel the exact same way, but I have chosen a different number one because we we do consult each other <laughs> before yeah. minisodes to make sure that we don't have the exact same same stuff. I stole two of Caitlin's, and she kind of no, 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 it's all good. They're on my honorable mentions, but like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this this definitely was a yeah standout episode for me. It was episode three, by the way. I think we said the title, but episode three in the in the lineup of season four. So I will give to you my long list. I'll go through it quickly for my honorable mentions. I really want to shout out The Great, uh, season three, episode six and 10. I was going to say what each one contains, but I don't want to. But basically in the episode 10, and it's been um, announced that they've canceled the show. But I think that how the show ended was perfect because basically the very last scene of episode 10 of this show is basically Catherine, who's played by Al Fanning, just like dancing wildly, kind of. I have to go back and rewatch it, but I think it's going to stick in my brain forever. I think Al Fanning, I wrote Al Fanning Supremacy, and I mean it. Like, holy shit, I'm really sad that she didn't get an Emmy nom specifically for this season. I think the first half of this, oh my God, I said I was going to do this quickly. Um, Anyways, the first half of this season was really boring, in my opinion. And then the second half was extremely engaging and meaningful. So Elle Fanning Supremacy, I will keep saying it. I don't care what anyone thinks. I really like the Jonah's Awful episode of the recent Black Mirror season, which we talked about in October, I think. So you can go back and listen to that. But Annie Murphy plus Hollywood AI discussions, uh, sign me up again and again. It was amazing. Obviously, Succession, episode three, we just talked about. The only thing I wrote anyways was life-changing in all caps. So, But like honestly, the entirety of season four, like when I went on IMDb just to like go through and like find whatever I need to find, it's just like every episode I was like, wait, like every single episode is like so good. Also like America Decides was a good one. I think that was episode eight. The Bear, we talked about fishes. But I also want to shout out episode four, uh, season two, episode four, Honeydew. That's when Marcus goes to Copenhagen. I thought that was an 
absolutely beautiful episode. It was, it felt, it had like similar vibes to the Amsterdam episode, you know, of, of Ted Lasso sort of thing, I guess, because they're both in Europe. But I think Marcus was, is, is an amazing character. I liked uh, Will Poulter in that episode as well. He was a good uh, guest star. Uh, in terms of what something I've already mentioned, The Last of Us episode five and seven as well were standouts to me. Henry and Sam. I'm never going to forget that scene that seared into my brain and I uh, probably should have sought therapy afterwards, but I have not yet done that. Also episode seven of the last of us, Riley and Ellie in the amusement park rip my heart out. Why don't you fuck y'all? But I also love it. And then uh, the last show I wanted to shout out was reservation dogs, which um, just wrapped up with their third season. In this season, I really enjoyed episode three and nine. So episode three was with the dear lady and sort of showing the effects of residential school, but in a very universal in the specific. So it's like a specific way of showing residential school atrocities that obviously apply to our humanity as a whole. It's very, very moving. And episode nine, you got guest star Ethan Hawke as Alora's dad. I thought it was extremely touching Beautiful acting, beautiful directing, if I do say so myself. Not that I really know what goes into directing, but um, uh, Jackie, I think you know what my number one episode is. <laughs> I know that it's from the last season of Succession, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be the finale, but yeah. I could be wrong. Okay. It is. Yeah. So uh, season four, episode 10, entitled With Open Eyes. Yeah, this is the series finale. You get the iconic I am the eldest boy line. You get the meal fit for a king. Kendall basically wounding Roman in his eyes. You get the trio fighting. You get Tom becoming CEO. You get the Tom and Shiv's quasi handhold in the car. You get Kendall looking out the water like fucking hell, like the most symbolic thing ever. And as I mentioned in our podcast recording of this show from what i remember there is a a water wave whooshing sound that is the very last sound you hear of the show before it goes to like the music in the credits and uh wow profoundly affected me what else you get obviously i mean shiv uh, the whole gojo deal shit like all the complicated stuff but shiv shiv essentially changing her mind she was going to support the blocking of the deal, but then didn't because she didn't want Kendall being CEO. And just, I mean, I see clips of this episode almost every time I go on TikTok. It has not died down in terms of its like cultural phenomenon fervor. You know, I, I think it's like you were saying, Jackie, the best writing on TV this year, the best show on TV this year. It's going to go down in history. I mean, it already has. Obviously, there's like so much symbolism, so many things to analyze. I really love also just to shout out the titles of the episodes this season. Like I cannot get over the titling episode three, Connor's Wedding. It's so simple and so meaningful once you watch the episode. And it's it's similar here with Open Eyes. I think friend of the pod Mel was telling me at some point that there was like a Shakespeare Oh, I think it was King Lear. King Lear, if I'm not mistaken. And it was like unpredictable, this episode. But also once it ended and you look back on the show as a whole, you go, oh, yeah, that was always going to happen this way, wasn't it? You know, so intense to watch, especially when the trio is like fighting in the boardroom or whatever. Like, 
Oh, the saliva coming out of Jeremy Strong's mouth when he says, I am the eldest boy. Like, unforgettable. Truly so unforgettable. And what was crazy was that at the time of, I think, the last two episodes airing, I was in the UK. I was on a trip and I I only brought my phone. I wasn't going to do a whole rigmarole of watching this on my trip. I think it was a, a week after the finale aired was when I'd be home. That whole week of my trip, anytime I opened Instagram, I did it by putting my hand on top of my screen and covering the screen and only slowly descending it to make sure I wasn't spoiled for the finale. I spent all week like that. Obviously, I wasn't on my phone that much anyway, so it worked out and I was not spoiled. But that was an interesting thing. I was so like, I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe that I have to wait so long essentially to watch this. And uh, I mean, it was worth it, but Oh God, it was that, I mean, both episodes we talked about, episode three and episode 10, for me, it's like, where were you when? You know, it's like, that's what you're going to ask each other in the future when you meet new people and talk about succession. It's like, where were you when Logan died? You know, like. (laughs) And then some people are going to be like, I was like three years old and I was 50 years old. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, this has been so incredibly fun. I think this is going to be a staple of our year-end, you know, podcast wrap-up, I believe, because it's so fun to to reminisce and talk about what episodes and shows stood out to us throughout the year. I think this was a, oh my God, a stellar, stellar year for television. Yeah, I can't wait to watch even more TV in 2024 and a year from now, keep talking about all the iconic episodes that are sure to come. Yeah. You know, one of the things that comforts me in life often, like if I'm ever feeling down or something, I always think, but just think of all the amazing TV shows that are going to come out in the future. You know, like that's (laughs) something to look forward to. That's something to get excited about. Absolutely. 100 million percent agree. Yes. And I would love to know what other people's top episodes of the year are. What if we're missing out on like the best show of the year and we just haven't heard about it? That'd be wild. It's possible. It's very subjective, but it's possible. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so true. What did we miss out on this year? Yeah. Please (laughs) comment below, meaning go to our socials and comment on our post. I need to know. And that's the show, friends. You can always find us on Instagram, threads, Twitter for probably not forever, but we'll see, and TikTok at WatchedItPod or by email at WatchedItPod at gmail.com. Make sure to let us know which episodes you loved in 2023. And as we said, let us know if we really missed out on some standout shows and episodes. Happy watching to you all. Happy, happy holidays. Happy New Year. And we will see you all very soon.